Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen. This is the Moderate Texan podcast. I am Jay, the Moderate Texan. That is Matt, Jordan, and Joey. Joey is the new guy here. Joey, go ahead and say hi. Hey, everyone. How's it going? That's all you're going to say, man. No (laughs) introductions. Oh, Joey's one of the loudest mouths I know, and he's going to (laughs) say, hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? Yeah, I'm for, uh, originally from Texas. I uh, live in Virginia now, but uh been a Texans fan for all my life. And, uh, well, not all my life, but since 02. And uh, it's been a struggle. And hopefully we'll see some better days soon. Better Happy to be here. Coming. Don't worry. Don't worry, Joey. They're <laughs> coming. Uh, so that's everybody. Uh, if you want to follow them, see who they are, you know, get to know them a little bit more. Everybody's Twitters are down below in the in, in the uh, info section there. Uh, go ahead and hit us up. We're always willing to talk. We're just normal people. Um, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. You know, that helps me out. It's free to do. And like always, what do you guys need me to pray for? If you don't feel comfortable putting it in the comments, just drop it on my Twitter. Um, we're going to change things up a bit. Normally, we've been doing the quick side subject right after but jordan has to go kind of quick so we're going to move straight into the film study let's go Um, so let's go let's get this going and let me go ahead and share my screen and we'll go from there all right first play let me pull some stuff up real quick first play here someone on someone kind of took my information something that i said last week and posted it on Twitter, and I was I was kind of upset about it. But hey, I'm at, I'm in the middle here. I'm supposed to be calm and cool and collected all the time. But this play is exactly what they were talking about. Um, so let's go ahead and let's play it. Let's see what happens here, and then we'll kind of get everybody's take on it. back that up. All right. So real quick, I'll start with Matt. Matt, what did you see here? I've seen Davis Mills prove yet again he's not an efficient quarterback when running the RPO. He's so bad at it. He's so bad at it. Jordan, did you see that as well? Honestly, I'm the type of person that needs to watch this play a million times to like understand what's going on. All right. Well, I did notice that he handed it off to Pierce again. And so my like initial thoughts were just like, oh, how did the O-line look? How did Pierce look? That's where my head went. Yeah. So let's take a look at this real quick. And, and then we'll, we'll jump in on Joey's thing. So he hands this oh, ball off. Wow. And, and again, this is a situation where we kind of talked about this last week. And, and Joey, I know you were watching last week, so I want to get you involved in this as well. Uh, and kind of explain what Jordan saw last time. This was on the other side of the field against the Chargers. Um, But what Mills was looking for is this kind of binary thing. If this guy right here, which I think this is Josh Allen, if he drops and and comes down, he wants to pull this ball and throw it. But if he stays there, he's just going to hand it off to Pierce. Am I right on that, Jordan? Yep, 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 yep. All right. Here is where the savviness comes in. And I think, Joey, this is what you're you're so upset about with Mills and have been upset about the entire season, is look right here. That's your speedy guy, Philip Dorsett. 
Yes, I know he's not your best wide receiver. He gets beat out by Chris Moore, Nico Collins, and Brandon Cooks, and even Tyler Johnson's in on this play. But come on, man. There's nobody there. He's got one guy to beat. Pull this ball and throw it. Joey, what do you think of that? So one of the things that I criticize Mills about the most is that he's not very good at going through his reads. Um, So he'll, he'll look at his first read, he'll stare it down and then he'll maybe go to a second read. And so I, I'm thinking that Dorsett was not like, I'm not sure if he's even an option for him. Um, As far as reads, I don't know if he was looking at cooks first or Nico to see what that linebacker is going to do or the corners, but clearly he didn't see the linebackers all running towards Pierce when he goes to like hand off the ball, if he would have just pulled that back, I don't, or maybe it was just going to be a run in general. Maybe Mills was supposed to run it or Pierce was supposed to run it, but I don't see Dorsett calling out for a pass if it was just those two options. So I don't know. It's, Here, it's confusing. So, so I understand why, why you would say that. Here's kind of the reason why we think this is a, an RPO. <clears throat> so the very first thing he's doing is he's looking here. Like you could see yeah. Mills's head looking here. He's checking out these linebackers. He's checking out those who are not on the line and making sure of where they crash to, particularly this guy right here. If he crashes down, then he wants to pull that ball and throw it here, mainly because he's kind of in the throwing lane to Dorset. The last time we saw this play, Dorset was on the other side of the field. He was kind of doing what Tyler Johnson is doing right here. Mm-hmm. Um, but – in this case, he's just streaking up the field wide open with nobody on him. And that's that's what he should be looking at. He should be looking at, hey, hold on. Who's got this guy? And here's the big reason he should be looking at this. Ryan Fitzpatrick said something last week that um, needs to be really addressed here. When you're in the shotgun, the point of being in the shotgun, as as he said, is you want to see the entire field. That's the whole point of being in the shotgun is so you can see everything that's happening with the defense. We see that the middle is covered here. Middle of the field's closed. We see that there's three linebackers. It looks like there's four people possibly coming. But what we don't see is anybody on Philip Dorsett. Yeah. He is uncovered. So this is the thing that I think a lot of – a lot of people are so upset about. What do you guys think? I think Mills is so much trying to play like within the confines of the offense. And like you said, have that binary decision process where, oh, what is 41 doing? What is Josh Allen doing? If he's not running that Pierce, I'm giving to Pierce. And he's so trying to play like within the play calling and whatnot that he's not improvising. He's not seeing the full field and he's not, yeah, playing like improvisational football. Like if, Philip Dorsett is running straight down the middle of the field. Like, just get him the ball he, sometimes. Um, he doesn't even look Dorsett's way. He's, like, looking straight. He's, he's looking straight. Here. He's just trying to look at the box. And it's almost yeah. like the pass option on the run pass option is not even part of the equation. Yeah. yeah. So he, and, and here's where he should be looking. I, I hope his peripherals saw Josh Allen here. Um, and I would think they did. But – He's so bad at this. He didn't fake anybody out. Yeah. They all knew what happened. Um, and that's that's kind of the issue that we run into here, right? You don't see it here, but, I mean, he had time. He had a little bit of time. The only thing he would have had to worry about is if he held this ball a little longer, Josh Allen's screaming at him. But he just has a quick dump off to Philip Dorsett, who's mm-hmm. uncovered. 
Yeah, and I think my biggest issue here with this play is is basically that he made the same mistake two weeks in a row, right? Mm-hmm. This is the first play we started with last week. It's the first play we're starting with this week. Again, it's in the beginning of the game. Um, if we as spectators, as fans, can can pinpoint this mistake, I mean, you, you'd hope that the Texans coaching staff and Davis Mills can, can see it too and can correct it. Um, yeah. So that's to me, is, is the biggest issue here is that it didn't yeah. get corrected. And, you know, this is, this is Titus on Trayvon here. <laughs> so uh, I know Trayvon's got a little bit of an angry streak, but good grief. All right, let's move on to the next play. Uh, this next play doesn't, it's not going to take a long time, but it is my favorite player on the special teams here uh, that we're going to be talking about. And he might be the second best player behind Camp Johnston. Can we all talk about how good the GOAT Tremont Smith is right here? That was a crazy play. I couldn't believe his his heels weren't on the goal line. I thought I they know. were going to call yeah. him Look God. at that. On the one. On the one, y'all. Yeah, he stops been... it at the two. He stops it here. Boom. Stops there. Look at the body control on that. And he just sits there and is like... <laughs> We've got a trio of, of corners between Tremont Smith, Graylin Arnold, and uh, MJ Stewart that are some special team aces. Yeah, they, they are. They're really good. I think I said this last week, uh, but I'm going to reiterate it again this week. This is the best special teams unit I think the Texans has ever had. Yeah. Um, I don't know of any other that are better. I, I can't place another time when I've seen a better special teams unit than this, but this unit – routinely starts the other team on the other side of the field. And I think that's part of the reason why we're seeing better teams struggle a bit against the Texans, why we've been in five winnable games. The special teams unit is really helping to flip the field and really putting opposing quarterbacks in bad positions. All right, let's move on to the next play. Uh, Let me get there real quick. This next play is another young player uh, that I really like. Let's see what happens here. Mm. Oh, it's the Wallow PBU. It's the Wallow PBU. So let's get going here. I'm going to start with with Joey this time. Joey, initially on this play, what did you see? Uh, it was play action. Linebackers came up. It looks like a cover two, um, rush four. Uh, yeah, it looks like it was going to be a run, but it was a play action, like I said. And it was a great play by Wallow. It is a great play by Wallow. Let's kind of look into this real quick because I want y'all to notice something. Wallow is in no man's land. Mm hmm. When Trevor Lawrence is about to throw this ball, he is late. Let's be real here. Trevor Lawrence is late with his pass. This ball should have already been out. He was in no man's land. That's not good. Yeah. (laughs) But it's the speed to break back on that ball that we like. That was probably probably one of the best linebacker plays that we've had uh, in coverage all season. I could agree with that. The way he breaks on that ball, watches the quarterback's eyes, and you know what's crazy? He played safety in college, and that might be where he's getting that from. That also explains his smaller size than everybody else, right? Um, mm-hmm. Jordan, mm-hmm. what do you think here? Um, okay, there's two things. One thing, I'm going to kind of break it down like chronologically. 
first thing is everyone bites on this play fake and it mm. pisses me off because they do it every <laughs> single time there's a play action fake you can bet your mother's left breast on it they're <laughs> biting on a play fake um all three linebackers that's what drags wallow into no man's land and you're absolutely right jay this ball is late trevor lawrence is is looking to his right it looks like and he's like he takes a long time to get around back to his left when clearly this is the first read on the play i think that's zay jones i don't know who, what what receiver that is anymore at this point but it's late so honestly because the titans bit on this play fake it should have been a completion but because Trevor Lawrence is late, because Wallow has a good um, recovery, it's a PBU. So my, my worry for this is against better quarterbacks, against, against better offenses, we are not going to be able to get away with continuously biting on play action fakes like we have been. So that's kind of my thought like going forward. Like, great, we didn't give this up in this game, but this game's over with. We're moving on. You know what I mean? So looking forward, we got to clean that up. Matt, what do you think? What are your thoughts? I have pretty much had the same thing Jordan did. I mean, all season, our linebackers have been biting on the play action. They've been biting on the bootlegs. And here we actually see we have a linebacker who has the recovery speed and the coverage ability to recover and make it a very good EBU. Yeah. He could have ended up with the pick there if he doesn't actually stutter step i mean he he turns around he does a nice little pirouette and stutters a couple of times before jumping that lane he could have had a pick trevor really trevor really messed up that play man he he did he should have let that ball out a lot quicker he's late he was late right there he should do it right there boom the ball should have been out then and that's he's open i mean wide open so he's open too so i mean that he's this Kirk right here, these are two mm-hmm. wide open players. He just yeah, threw that T-Law ball. T-Law had a bad day. Yes. A bad, bad day. Up. And I've seen some Jacksonville Jaguars reporters that I that I trust. And they're basically coming to the conclusion that Trevor Lawrence doesn't like to take what's given to him. Mm-hmm. He's always kind of looking for the big play, trying to make a hero play, trying to push the ball down the field. And he can actually learn from Captain Checkdown himself, uh, Davis <laughs> Mills, to just take what's given to him. So. Interesting that you bring that up. Captain Checkdown himself. All right. So we talked about how uh, – so keep in mind, this this is after a fourth down play here. Uh, so this is why we take over here. And you saw Jonathan Owens there. We had – we what? We forced two turnovers on downs, three turnovers three on downs? did nothing turnovers on downs and only scored 13 points. That's horrendous. All right. So let's look at this next play uh, and and go from here. Okay, we've, right. we've seen enough of these now where I'm starting to question whether there is actually a pass option on this. Yeah, it, it like, is. I it know is the good. three guys at the bottom like run a route concept or combination, whatever you want to call it, but there's just no – Mills never even looks their way. Like exactly. I'm actually genuinely like con- like not concerned but curious what's going on. Is it all a decoy or is that actually part of the option? Yeah. So you saw it one time, Jordan. Yeah. Let's start with you this time. Actually, you know what? We'll start with Matt. We'll start with Matt. Can start you play it as Matt's talking and just keep yeah, replaying? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. So 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 Matt, what do you see here? 
I seen you had, Brandon mm. Cooks had two blockers out there on what was probably gonna, could have been a wide receiver screen, and even though Brandon Cooks hasn't been our best receiver this season, that's a situation where you have to give him the ball and let him cook. Agreed. Agreed. All right. So Jordan, you saw the play here. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? What What is your initial thought when you saw this? So every time I look at the offense, the one way to like differentiate between like an RPO or like a play action pass, for example, is to see if the if the offensive line is black is oh my god is blocking run or is blocking pass. If it looks like they're running forward and they're blocking for the run, it's an RPO. If they're coming backwards, it's a pass. Right, that's obvious. And so you look at the O line here; they're blocking forward. They're blocking for the run. So it's definitely an RPO, in my opinion. And then you look at OJ Howard and Tyler Johnson, and they're blocking for a screen. Like OJ is trying to get out to the deep um, outside corner, and then Tyler Johnson is like, he looks a little bit more passive here, but it's just because the safety like isn't coming co- close to him at all. So why would I run out and go get him, right? And so I, I would find it really hard to believe that Pep is calling those three players to do what they're doing just to get some fucking cardio in. Like, no. Like, this has to be part of the play. That has to be – that's my thought process. Agreed. Joey, give me your thoughts. So, to me, it just seems like Mills can't – like, if there's more than – like, option routes and option – anything there's where he has to look at more than – two reads, I feel like he struggles really bad. I don't know if he just – like, this should have went to Cooks, and I don't – like, he doesn't look anywhere else but the linebacker. Like, I don't understand. I, Yeah. So, I, I just – not a big Mills fan, and this is one of the reasons. Like I said, he's terrible at reads. And I this, this just makes me mad. Look at that. Like – does he think that he's going to juke the, the linebacker? Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll say this. This is my initial thought. Remember, we're here to bring people back to the middle, right? So my initial thought is this never should have been a QB draw of any type, right, where he's going to run this ball. He is not Lamar Jackson, period. He's not Lamar Jackson. But, but wait, Jay, but wait. He's faster than Deshaun Watson. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> you could say that, right? Right? It is it is what it is. But he hasn't faked anyone out with this at all this season. The first time I showed this play was against the Chargers, right? This is the second time or the third time I'm showing this play. And this time he's got Cooks instead of Dorsett here. This is clearly RPO. It's it's when I, when when I was watching the tape on this, I literally was like, "Really? Again?" At some point, he has to gain the savviness to look and see, hold up, what's actually happening out here? Yes, it's possible. Maybe he doesn't trust Tyler Johnson to block. And maybe he doesn't trust O.J. Howard to block. But good grief, man. Like, at least try the play. There's too many. Sorry, finish your thought. Finish your thought, Jay. Go ahead. I was going to say, if it feels like we're beating a dead horse, it's because we are. Like, this, this can't keep happening over and over and over again. It's inexcusable. It really is, and and it's and to your point, it's not like Mills is Lamar Jackson. Like, there's no chance. Like, if you think about like which part of this play has the most success to you know gain positive yardage, 
It's not the run to Pierce because the, the defensive end crashes down. Definitely not Mills trying to juke a linebacker one one. <laughs> but instead, you've got, if you look at the bottom, you've got a three on two. You've got the numbers advantage. You've got two blockers for the two Jaguars defensive backs. And theoretically, mm-hmm. no one to tackle Cooks, not until that deep safety. So this, if the blockers can just even get a finger on those guys, that's the first down. And here's my other thing. That last year, this exact same play ran for a touchdown. Literally. It was this exact same play that broke Cooks free up the field for like 60 yards and a touchdown. So the the Texans-Jags game in London, I think. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. So this is the exact same play. I don't even have the film for that because I didn't have the All-22 back then. But this is the exact same play that Mills made last year. He was making these plays last year. What's caused this regression? Is it his fear? Is it that he feels he's he's gonna lose his job? I don't know, but he needs to start playing freer. That's, it's almost go ahead. It's almost like Pep needs to just go ahead and take the RPOs out because I don't see any way he can be successful at these. Like, it's kind of at least, or yeah, or make them more simple where it's just like, well, I think I I don't know. It's like he's running it, or get, he either hands it to Pierce or he runs it, and then there's so the pass frustrated. option. You've got to be so frustrated as Pep Hamilton watching the film week in, week out, oh, yeah. seeing that he's scheming guys open. Like he's he's has these plays where he's getting guys open on screens on something so simple, and they can't yeah. execute on. You got to be frustrated. Yeah. So for all those people who keep saying <clears throat> the coaching is bad, the play calling is bad, I just showed you two plays straight where Mills clearly didn't execute correctly. Um, all right, let's get back to the defense. We showed two plays from the offense. This is the second play by the defense. <sighs> I don't like that side, Jay. <laughs> like, should take right over is that curtsy? Nope, that is KGH. So I, I want to let y'all know that I, I have I have pro football focus, and I, and I look at those stats every now and again. And while I take that with a grain of salt, my initial thought on this, and I, I want to take my initial thought on this first. KGH is terrible, terrible when it comes to coverage. He was so good last year, one of our best. But it's like he keeps biting on bad fakes, on obvious play-action plays, and he it's like he doesn't trust his other linebackers. He doesn't trust his other teammates. And that's that's kind of the, the theme that I'm seeing from the starting linebackers. We're not seeing this from Cashman a lot. We're seeing less of this from Cashman. We're seeing less of this from Wallow. We're seeing less of – hopefully we see less of this from Harris. And we're seeing less of this from Kirksey. But it, when, when KGH, when, when Grugia Hill is in coverage, expect a big completion because he's going to get burned because he's always making bad mistakes. I want a Joey, linebacker what you think? so badly. I want a linebacker so badly. <laughs> What's up? And this is this is kind of seeing this and and illustrate and your to your point about KGH biting on fakes, being like overly aggressive, doing too much. It makes so much sense to like put the pieces of of his puzzle together to like understand who he is as a player. Because last year, you look at the tape, you look at his stats. He was someone that would make splash plays, right? When you remember the best KGH plays, it's like, oh, he's shooting into the backfield to get a TFL or something. It'd be a splash play like that. 
And those splash plays essentially came when he guessed right. And he would shoot into the backfield, look really fast, and, and get there. And so last year, you saw mm-hmm. him get lucky and guess right. This year, well, you're shit out of luck. You can't always guess right. You have to play smart. You have to play instinctual. And he's not doing that. And this is what happens when you guess wrong. Yeah. It's it's ugly. Matt, what do you think? To hit on the same thing you guys said, he's so bad in coverage. I don't know if he's just trying to do too much because of the extension he got. But hopefully when we get Christian Harris back, hope like he's not making these same mistakes because we see later on in this game, like Garrett Wallace is not making these mistakes. Blake Cashman's not making these mistakes. Neville Hewitt's not making these mistakes. Christian Kirksey, who he had, spoiler, he has a special, like, he has a fantastic, I'm stumbling over my words here. This is how mad KGH is making me this year. Like, Christian Kirksey has a fantastic coverage play later on in this game. And why our best coverage linebacker can't make play simple coverage i don't know but it's frustrating all right and lastly joey what do you think yeah so uh, the the tampa two to actually run a good tampa two you gotta have linebackers that can cover and we have probably have the two worst coverage linebackers with kirksey and kgh i like this like to expect them to cover that middle of the field I just don't see it happening. And that's why a lot of games we do get carved up in the middle is because of that Tampa two. And it just, like I said, those linebackers are not able to cover that. They're not just not, I always thought KGH was fast, but he don't look fast on this play. He doesn't look, yeah. look like he's good at putting in good effort to recover. Like we just saw that no. wallow PBU where he bit on the fake and he hauled his ass back. But this one, KGH giving it half hearted, man. And I don't like to see that. <laughs> What's up, Alpha? We, we Alpha. thank you. Shout out to Alpha changing his name there, but uh, hey, man, not as handsome. We, we know that logo anywhere. We know that logo. We, we know the logo. <laughs> uh, I know we beat a dead horse on this, but it's not that it. It doesn't look like he he doesn't. He's not trying to recover here. Honestly, what it looks like to me is that he just doesn't have it. It's okay. it's he he just doesn't have the speed. And and the other thing is both of these guys bite. Right, they both go down, but somebody like somehow that's got to stop, right? Maybe one of them is. I don't know if they don't trust each other, or if KGH is also wanting to make this. But Kirksey has showed that he has the speed to recover a lot more than KGH. I'll trust Kirksey with that. I have a hypothesis as to why we always bite on these fakes, and it has to do with Lovey Smith's like philosophy of playing fast and playing aggressive. And his one gapping defense in, in a four three compared to a three four level two gap, um, in that type of defense, like you need your linebackers to play the run fast. You need them to just see something and just go. And so the linebackers are so used to every run play just running straight forward and trying to fill a gap um, that they're gonna get beat on play action. That's just kind of the nature of this defense. Ideally, you'd like to find a better balance, and I think the the elite linebackers can, but we don't got elite linebackers. Mm-hmm. All right. Also, we got a shout out. We got a shout out to all the people in the chat. Thanks, Nesby, for joining the chat. Thanks, uh, 
beige is out brother. there. Yo, Joey's got family Ooh. in the chat. Eden, man, good to see you here. Uh, let's go ahead and get to this next play because I know Jordan's run out of time. Yeah. Uh, we know this play. We know it all too well. I know Stingley got a lot of hype for this, but Petrie did his damn good job as well. He did. He did. Um, so, first things first. Jordan, what happened here? We finally defended a rollout, man. We finally did it. Uh, we've been killed by it for as long as I've been watching Texans football. Definitely in this Lovey Smith era. Definitely last week when Austin Eckler went off against us. They ran a very similar play to get the running back out into the flat off of this fake. You'll see teams do this all the time. It's not anything new. Um, but finally, the Texans adjusted to it. And so the first thing your eye obviously goes to is Stingley. He does a great job here, um, biting down on the fake and then hauling ass back. It's that recovery. It's the effort. You love to see it. And then not only does he just run back and try and get to his zone and try and like play a landmark, but the best part is he turns his head around to find a receiver. That's instincts. That's his ball skills. That's his natural playmaking ability shining. Like, boom, right there. Because he had no one to cover. Petrie had the guy in the flat. I don't know whoever that is beside him, but he had him. And then Jonathan Owens had the other receiver. So he's like, all right, I don't got any responsibility. I'm just going to go find someone to cover. And he got rewarded for a smart play. This is, so this is uh, their tight end. Who's 17? Is that Jones? Probably. And then this is Zay Jones here. Who's the other guy? I can't. Marcus something. I can't think of his name right now. Um, but, yeah, so, so he – you're right on this. He initially bites, realizes what's happening. You, you saw him slide, actually, on this play. Um, and then he he gets the pick on a poorly thrown ball by Trevor Lawrence. Um, Again, Trevor Lawrence trying to do too much, trying to force something, trying to play real ball. Man, I got the jersey. I got the, I got the jersey. Um, yeah, I was trying to see. Marvin what... Jones, good job. Good job. It is Marvin Jones. And, yes, Petrie was very quiet this game, um, and he, but he did a lot of stuff behind the scenes. What were you saying, Joey? Go ahead. Sorry. I was trying to figure out what, what Trevor was seeing, like, in this – like the the corner or no 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 I see what he sees, I think he sees that he, the he's beating the safety and then he doesn't realize Stingley's coming up. Like if you watch, Zay Jones gets right past Owens and then that's when he throws it, but then he doesn't realize Stingley's sneaking his way up. Yeah, but, you see here Stingley's like all the way down here. But how did what was this this was zone? But it's crazy because Stingley saw that. He knew that Petrie was going to the running back, and he just cut straight up. Yeah. So is this a cover three? It looks like it, yeah. Yeah, that's what it looks like because he's going back and the safety's coming up. That was just a great play by Stingley. Matt, what did you see in this play? I seen – so, like you guys said, Petrie did an excellent job rolling off, I think it was the tight end – or a tight end there, and – get to the running back. I think it was James Robinson. And if I had to guess, Rasheem Green probably blocked the view of Trevor Lawrence, so he probably didn't even see Derek Stingley camping there. And next time that happens, I just want to see Derek Stingley drop down in the end zone. That way we 
get better field position. But, I mean, great play by the defense to finally stop a play that's been beating us all year. If we can just keep that up, then Super Bowl bound, baby. Super Bowl bound. So, Super Bowl bound. So Ray's my little brother, and he's sending a lot of uh, his his people over here. That's why I keep saying Ray sent me. So I appreciate nice. you, little bro. <laughs> and welcome, Ron, as well, uh, Juan, as well. All right, my thing that I really wanted to point out on this that I don't know if a lot of people noticed, but remember, I just talked about how we've had poor linebacker coverage. And I said, Kirksey is better. Y'all, this is Kirksey against Marvin Jones. Mm. He did his job. That's all we're asking for him to do. What? No, I think that's that's number 17. That's actually Ingram. They're tied in. Oh, is that Ingram? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Where are you looking at? Right yeah, here. that's Ingram right there. That's 17. All right, then Ingram. He does his job, right? Yeah, he does. That's He does his job. That's all we're asking for. That's all we want is for the, the linebackers to do their job. And because people did their job, Stingley gets this pick. Now, obviously, Who down is this play on? Second. Second and one. Oh, second down. Second down. We so, were probably expecting the run too. <laughs> so, so, so this play was it was just uh, this is a poor play by Trevor Lawrence. It should have never happened, but we did our job, and that's that's all we can ask for. Wait, rewind it a little bit because I think Petrie tells uh, Stingley to go down. <laughs> Hold on, I want to watch Stingley or Petrie real quick. Petrie's over here. Yeah, is he, look, he's on. He looks like he was telling him to go down, and then he just continued to run it out. <laughs> I think, I think he got he just excited, so excited. But think about it. When you're yeah, watching really, it right there, it looks like Trevor was the only guy to beat. So he was probably thinking he can get past yeah, it. Yeah, he's thinking. Yeah. I mean, he's crazy athletic. He jumps over a quarterback six. for a sack. Yeah. Every defensive back will tell you, if you get a, a pick in the end zone, like you know there's actually really high odds of getting like a 100-yard pick six because everyone else is already down on the goal line. You really only have to beat one or two guys. And we know it's Stingley an athlete, so – I, I obviously the right place to get down, but I understand as a player where he's coming from. Uh, Damn, babe. <laughs> <laughs> from the top rope. Uh, good question. Joey is Joey. He's my brother. If he's adopted, he's adopted into my family. That's how it is. All right, let's get into this, these, these next couple of plays. Let's get this finished up here. Oh, and this next play. I'm so excited to show y'all. It's the thumbnail. Oh, it's beautiful. Let me get there real quick, though. I find it so funny that Nico Collins had a great game. The the game after we were calling him out for being wide open all game. Like, I, I yeah. love that. It's just meant to be. Hey, In a game, he wasn't that wide open this game. No. Hey, Jay, funny. how do you spell Moss? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. How do we spell Moss? It's N-I-C-O-C-O-L-L-I-N-S. Nico <laughs> Collins absolutely said, yo, you're too small, 32. Too small. Look at this. That's all you got to say. <laughs> Top this man and got the pass interference call. He beat him. Straight up beat him. If this ball is down at the 40, that's 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 six. Yep. He beat him, then he mossed him. He said, let me do my best Randy Moss impersonation. Caught the ball over him, stood up like it was nothing. Come on. There's this two things that stick out of me on this play. 
Yeah. One, the separation for Nico Collins did a great job stacking, getting above and stacking that cornerback. And then my, my second favorite thing, the bench reaction. It happens right in front of our bench. And just watching our guys go crazy is probably one of the best parts of the catch. Look, I want you to look back here. Look at this. Stingley, who's 20? Is that a, a – That's a Yadam, I think. Yadam. They get they're, – they're up. Kyle look at Allen. that. Nelson. Kyle Allen. Ah, look at that. Your players are going crazy, and then and then here's Jimmy Morrissey doing his best Jason Gary impersonation. I'm pretty sure uh, Nelson's back there doing the the top, top too. Yeah, yeah. I he's, think he did do the top. Yeah, they're 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 seeing it. Look at this, y'all. Damn. To me, just beautiful. To me, this like was a basketball play. Like this reminded me of a basketball play. Someone's going up and posterizing someone. He stares at him afterwards. The bench gets up. Like, it's crazy, man. Nico Collins is that dude. He is that dude. But there is something that I wanted to show y'all on this play. Um, let me see if I can't get back to it real quick. It's on the other view. All right. So we have been trashing Mills this whole time. But this is actually an insanely good play by Mills as well. Yep. Um. Mills is not looking Nico's way first. He's not the first read. Look, he's Cooks is on the other side of this field. With time running out, he snaps to Nico, knowing he's there, and puts this ball up as he's getting hit. That's why it's a bit underthrown. We could talk all we want to about Mills not making the best plays here, but he made this play. He does this. Uh, and, and Nico, Nico rewards him by saying, yo, you got nico Anybody else got anything to say on this before we move on to another play? Yeah, I got something to say. So, uh, yeah, that was a great play. But you know who also makes great plays? Backup quarterbacks when they come in. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to win games, Joey. We don't want to win games. And to answer your question – uh, beige, yeah, the, the, the play is upfield. Uh, it is if he's leave, if he's even, he's leaving. Um, but remember, he's getting hit as he's throwing this ball. This showed so Nico, he he makes the best throw he can. People in his face, look at Desmond King here, look at Yadam, look at this staff, right? Look at everybody. This play hypes up our team and. Honestly, I think that's part of the reason why we go on to score the touchdown later. But let's 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 get to this last play. Uh, let me get there real quick. All right. Is it the Pierce run? If you know, you know. <clears throat> Just dip. Ooh. Drop your shoulder. Pull your feet out. Come on, y'all. Bro, I was so mad he didn't score on that play. Like, man, he was so on, close to scoring. If he scores on this, this is Beast Mode 2.0. Bro, he looks like Marshawn Lynch a lot. He reminds me of him a lot, like a smaller Marshawn Lynch. He's just insane. Balance and strength. Look at this. It's crazy. Oh, Nine broken tackles on this play. He was one ankle tra- tackle away from a touchdown. Boom. Jeez, so close. Everybody just got handled. But before we jump into stuff, there's one thing that I want to show y'all. 
only one player continues here, and that's Philip Dorsett. And OJ <laughs> Howard kind of gets there, but Philip Dorsett actually is the only other player to come in and try and block. He's mm-hmm. the one who moves Williams off right here, right? Um, not saying that nobody else helps block, but when this play keeps going, only yeah. OJ Howard and Dorsett are there to continue this well, play. Look at OJ Howard. Look how slow he's moving right here. He's, he's, he's moving trying. slow thinking he's down. And then when he sees <laughs> Ken is kind of coming up here. Ken's hype. Look at him. Yeah, Ken is he's he's hype. This is his revenge game, y'all. He's a, he's a former Jacksonville Jaguar. Look at Eden's comment in the chat, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to put on a Marshawn Lynch clip. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll try and get it. I'll try and get a uh, uh, an actual Pierce clip next time. But uh, yeah, this is this is insane. This is, I think, this play stems from what we saw from from Nico earlier, right? Nico makes that catch, tops a man. He Nico's a man, and then now you 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 see this, right? This is the next evolution of the play, and it's amazing looking. Jordan, I know also, you got to go soon. Go, go ahead. Before we dismiss Jordan for having to go do big boy things and have to go to work, <laughs> uh, the I think the MVP, the unsung MVP of this drive, Trayvon Walker. None of this happens if he doesn't get that roughing the passer call yeah. in third and twenty. So shout out Traylon Walker, the twelfth man. He had to man. put his Georgia. He had to put his Georgia Bulldog uh, pr- uh, promotion. Let in him there. know, but yeah, that's why. Like, yeah, because right. it was thirty yeah, twenty completion. But yeah, like deep down, he's a Georgia boy in my heart. But the second he puts on that Jacksonville Jaguars uni, he's in enemy territory. He's an enemy. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> The one thing I'll say is it's kind of crazy that 32 is the one to make this tackle because he's the one who gets done the dirtiest right here where he gets flung off of Pierce. That's great hustle by him. And he'll get back up, and he's the one who to finally bring him down and and try and punch that out. Tyson Campbell, um, he got ragdolled right there. (laughs) God damn. Is that a Stingley? He Stingley to made that tackle. Stingley made the tackle. who's Who's number five? Is that their safety? I don't know. Five five got left behind. That's all uh, we five know. Five ended up grabbing his ankle to get him down. Yeah, but watch watch initially. Look at this. Watch this. Yeah. Five's right there. Look. Whoopsie. Ooh, he misses. He misses. <laughs> then he gets back up. Ooh. Ooh. And then Can's reaction, right? Can's reaction at the end shows just mm-hmm. how crazy this play was. This play should have Tunch- been bottled up. Look at that. Has, has Tunsil's run blocking improved this year? Not bad. He's top five run blocker. He's top five in it and everything pretty much. His biggest, his biggest uh, thing that people talk bad about him is that he can't run block. But I, I think he's pretty good at run blocking. This should have been. This should have been six. This should have been a house call there. Yeah, it, it should have been a stop. <laughs> like at this point, I got. I got to say to the Jags, D. Let next time, <laughs> let him score. Just let him score. He just ran through your whole defense. Just let him score. It was too beautiful a run to not let him score. Come on. Just let him score. See, even someone's dog know that Damian Pierce is a dog. I see the highlight. All right. So that's the last play here. Um, 
Jordan, before we before we let you go here, is there anything else you wanted to see? Uh, the one question, just because now he's he's on the screen, and I saw he messed up this block a little bit. But how how do you think about Tyler Johnson? I know he got a little bit more snaps this game. Was he getting open? How'd that kind of look? Funny, you should mention this. Oh, play real quick. Hold on one second if you've got a little bit of time. Yeah, I got a little bit of time. And, and, and Tyler Johnson is someone that I was very much wanting us to pick up. He showed a lot of problems with the Bucks, but they had a deep wide receiver room, so we didn't get enough time. And we haven't seen enough from him yet. And I'm wondering who's at fault there because he's got talent. All right, let me get to that point. Hold on one second. Matt, go walk your dog. (laughs) My dog. (laughs) My dog has decided to go crazy. I apologize, y'all. Oh, hey, look, it's right after that play that uh, was a terrible run call by. Hey there. Oh, touchdown. <laughs> Say it, Jay. If he's leaving, he's, if he's even, he's leaving. Where does he end up going with this ball? Uh, it gets knocked down, and he's actually going for O.J. Howard, who is open. And so is Tyler Johnson. Um, wow. And so is Nico is Nico is open. Look at Cooks. Cooks is open. Everybody's open. Everyone's so, open. But, but I, what I want y'all to notice is – this play is, is interesting for, for two reasons. One, this is one of the first times that we've actually seen Mills climb the pocket. Yeah. Pro, look at Eden's climb. comment. Hold on, hold on. Let me see what's going on here. <laughs> this dude's kind of cracking up. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. You, you're, you're, you're dumb, man. But look at this. Look at this. An ill-timed block, uh, like pass block there, and that 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 could have gone to Tyler Johnson. He's actually looking at one of the right guys. Uh, OJ Howard is open there. Does it get batted down? It does. He bats it down. Yeah. He hits oh, okay. It. If he if he made it, if that was his throw, <laughs> oh my god. The Brock Osweiler. It's <laughs> point out. Yeah. yeah. Look, look, look. You can see it here. It hits his arm. He he calls it twenty three. Yeah, um, I think great to see from a from a Tyler Johnson perspective that he just absolutely toast that corner. Um, from Mills, this is good, this is bad. This really, it's it's not entirely his. It fault. is what it is, yeah. right? It's, it's a, we're grading this as a five out of a ten here. Like it is what it is. It's it's neither it's neither good nor bad. Like it, he's got some good in it and he's got some bad in it. Exactly. Like this ball should have been floated up. Look, Tyler Johnson's hand is. He beat him. He beat him. And I will say, like, the average quarterback and even, like, I would say a top 10 quarterback, like, eight, nine times out of ten, they're probably not going to toss that big touchdown to Tyler Johnson either. Like, they're going to go for OJ because that's his first read. So, not horrible. Not horrible, but it is interesting, right? I know people wanted to see Tyler Johnson here. Um, What I – my biggest thing on that play was that 
Mills actually stepped up in the pocket, which yep. he's been struggling with all year. There's some plays where he steps up two feet and he won't get sacked, but I don't know. Based on Driscoll puts him in for <laughs> Let's not let's be real here. Driscoll missed a wide open throw in week one. Let's let's be real. That ain't happening. That ain't happening, Chief. If you said Kyle Allen, I would have believed it a little, but <laughs> all right, y'all. I hate to do this. I do have to peace out and get to my job, unfortunately. But it was great talking to y'all. Great being here. Hopefully I'll be back next week as well. Good to see you boys. Um Thanks, keep it up, man. Jay, I gotta say, like from for someone who has started this like so recently, you are better at it already than where I was when I was what like a couple weeks into it. So keep grinding, man. Keep doing this shit. You are natural. I'm proud of you guys. And I'm gonna keep supporting you best I can, man. Thank you, Jordan. I don't learn any of this without Jordan. So go to go to YouTube, hit up the Texans Thoughts channel, give this man some love. He is one of the best film breakdown guys out there. I learned from him. I learned from the best. Uh, he, he is the best at what he does. I, I promise you on that. Um, but yeah, it, you're, you're, you're welcome here anytime, Jordan. Anytime. Awesome. 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 All right. I'll keep you. I'll keep in touch with you guys. Talk to you later um, and see you next week. Definitely. See you next week. Peace. Peace Peace out. All right. So we skipped a segment. Uh, We went through the film. We saw some good stuff. We skipped a segment, though, that I definitely wanted to go back to before we kind of wrap this video up and show some some kind of talk about things and maybe do a mock draft at the end. We'll see. We may may run that. What's up? I have a quick question. Go for Um, it. Before we abandon the film so quickly, Brandon Schrift's dad had an excellent play in this game. Oh, you're right. (laughs) You're right on that. Let's see if we can't find that play. It's early in the game. Uh, And for those who don't know, Brandon Scherf is a uh, Pro Bowl right guard. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, uh, that Pro Bowl right guard, let me see. When was that play? Oh. Oh, do we know when that play was? I don't remember off the top of my head, but it was. It was at the beginning, right? It was early in the game. I definitely know that. How did you not mark this time down? That was a great play. Really, Max? Max just likes to. Just let him outside. He needs to go potty. No, he's barking at nothing. That's what he's doing. So it it was, there was a play where he gets pancaked. It was after, it was way before. He doesn't get pancaked. It was, it was. He got pushed down. I mean, it kind of was a pancake. No, it's not a pancake. When a guard pushes you to the ground, that's a pancake, bro. A guard didn't. It wasn't the guard that did this. It wasn't the guard that did the punishing. No, I'm talking about after. So, remember you said they got their get back because he did that play? There it is. (laughs) They got the get back because of this. Yeah, yeah. So, for y'all, if y'all don't see it, I want y'all to watch Derek Stingley. This is not a pancake. This is a straight up get what? down, son. <laughs> and he, you know, he said he something to him flag. after too. Nah, he was he looking, he looked back to talk smack. Look at no, it. No, no, no. Scherf, Scherf no. was looking for a flag. Oh, but look at Stingley's reaction. It was great. When he does it, boom, look, 
He re- looks like he turns back at him. <laughs> you know he said something. He said something. So I want y'all to understand this was hilarious when I watched it. The Pro Bowl right tackle, a right guard, Great gets time. lit up and dropped by Derek Stingley. Beige asked if I'm wearing a black lock jersey. No, bro. This is a JJ Watt jersey. <laughs> this guy. Black lock. Get out of here. Wow. Do y'all have the Bears so, game on? The Bears on. Want- are y'all uh, watching? I don't have that? it on. I'm not watching it right yeah. now. Um, but okay. with that play, let's let's jump back into the initial thing that I really wanted to kind of talk about. Let's let's stop sharing here. All right. So let's get back to it. Um, we had to set aside our, our quick side note segment um, to kind of to, to to accommodate Jordan, and that's fine, right? But what I really wanted to do is I I really wanted to talk about a situation that that came out yesterday that was relatively big. Um, and that is the Tyler Skaggs and Eric K situation. For those who don't know, and I'll, I'll give you guys a little backstory. Eric K was a communications director for the Angels, I believe. <coughs> mm-hmm. um, and Tyler Skaggs was a pitcher for that team. Um, during that time, Tyler Skaggs died from a from asphyxi- asphyxiation, choking on his own vomit after having fentanyl. Uh, oxycodone and um, alcohol in his system. His alcohol, his BAC was 0.12. Um, Eric K just got um, convicted, I think, of, uh, and, and sent to sentenced to 22 years in prison mm-hmm. for this. Um, he has to pay hefty amounts to the family. Um, but I wanted to talk about the situation because this is a sad situation. First off, rest in peace, just empower to Tyler Skaggs. You don't ever want to see anybody die. And we have seen a lot of players suffer from substance abuse, mainly due to pain because, I mean, we really want to watch this stuff. Um, but, yeah, this, this, was, this was unfortunate, right? This was unfortunate. Ooh, and- breaking news, guys. Breaking, breaking, breaking news. Deshaun Watson has a new a new lawsuit has been filed against the Browns quarterback in Harris County, Texas, as of today. Uh-oh. Oh. Wow. Watson paid the defendant $300 for her service, although her normal charge was $115. Mm. Oh, plaintiff mm-hmm. refused to have sex with Watson, however, was able to pursue her into oral sex with the defendant. He paid her extra for oral sex. Wow. Oof. Jeez. That guy is nasty. Keep the lawsuits <laughs> coming. Keep them coming. He's Keep that horny man off the field. Fun. Look, look, uh, this is this is the moderate Texan, right? This is the moderate Texan podcast. Here we look to try and bring you back to the middle. Hold on. Let's before we before we start jumping in and saying some stupid stuff. Let's realize that allegedly, allegedly, it, this is all allegedly. allegedly, right? And also, let's wait until everything goes through, right? This is the, this is the United States of America. You're innocent until proven guilty. So let's see what happens, right? This is another lawsuit. Let's see what happens here. Um, so let's get back to the Eric K. Uh, Tyler Skagg situation. The facts of the case are that. Uh, Eric K provided Percocet. He provided 
uh, oxycodone and, and various things uh, and, and other drugs to players. Allegedly, he did this to player, for players, up to five players, some maybe more, so on and so forth. Um, but while that's illegal, and I don't condone any of that, um, there is some, there's a bunch of blame that goes on him, but there is some, there is some blame that definitely goes on the players. What we, I haven't said yet is that Tyler Skaggs back in, I think 2013, 2014 timeframe stated that he had an opiate problem. He had an issue with opioids that he was addicted to them and he quit cold Turkey. He told his family, he told his team and he quit cold Turkey on that. So he was off opioids. And the Angels should have known this when they signed him again. So, again, Eric Kay, he makes a terrible mistake by getting this to them. But but some of this has to go back to Skaggs. Skaggs knows he shouldn't have this stuff. He knows he's got a problem with them. And yet he takes them anyway. And that is an issue. It is an issue that has to be addressed. Yes, he wants to get back on the field. Yes, he wants to deal with the pain. There has to be another way. So the first question I want to bring to y'all is why are opioids the first thing we give to people in pain? Why don't we try and do other pain management things? Joey, I'll start with you. What do you think on this? Yeah. Um, to me, to me, it's a horrible drug. It's the same drug they give to people that are heroin addicts that are trying to get off heroin. Um, it's just as addictive and it's just as deadly as any other drug. So I don't understand why, why it's okay. Um, and was, was it found that it, those were fake opioids or like it was made, something was wrong with them or something? No. Uh, what was, was found just, was he that just, he had, he had several versions of Percocet and, uh, um, oxycodone in his room. I think he had a five milligram and a 30 milligram of oxycodone. He had uh, some Percocet. He had a white powder on the floor. His blood alcohol level was 0.12 um, and he had fentanyl in his system. Mm. So the, it's possible that the fentanyl came from dirty drugs off the street. It is possible. Um, so the, the other question is, why is this the second time because Prince had this exact same thing happen. For those who don't know about Prince, Prince was found dead in his elevator um, in his house uh, from a drug overdose. And part of the things that was found in his system was fentanyl. He had a fentanyl overdose. So uh, top Mac, of the Mill Mac Miller too. Yeah. So it's, this is the same situation that's happened. We've seen it several times now. Um, thanks for coming out, Beige. Have a good night, man. Um so this is a, this is the third time we've seen this happen to somebody famous and probably more, right? Why is it that famous people and their assistants keep getting these things like off the record? Like why why is it not doctor prescribed? One. Um and two, like why are they trying to get it off the street? Like, like what's the point in getting it off the street? You're 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 making that risk. Matt, what do you they think? They just want something quick and easy. Yeah, um, they were out of st weren't they out of state too? They were in Texas, weren't they? Yeah, they were here in Texas in mm -hmm. um, Sugarland actually. Or he was in Sugarland. They were playing the Rangers. Yeah, maybe that's why it wasn't from a doctor. So yeah, 
we see that this is – I think Aaron Rodgers talked about this on the Joe Rogan experience as well. He had, he had noticed that players, allegedly again, on his team had – he knew several players who were addicted to opioids. So addicted to drugs like that. So uh, maybe there has to be something that professional you know, leagues have to put in place, right? Uh, maybe a, a weak max of opioids and then, you know – you know, player safety, stopping them from playing, right? Stop giving players drugs illegally, right? These things got to stop, right? Um, again, what happened to Tyler Skaggs, I don't want to happen to anybody else. There has to be some blame put on him because he knows. He knows he's not supposed to have this. There has to be some blame put on the MLB and the Angels. Again, they should have known that this is the case. And there's got to be a lot of blame put on Eric K for doing this illegally. Do you think he deserved the 24 years that he – what did he get, 22 or 22? I think he absolutely deserved it. You don't illegally get drugs for somebody and then get off scot-free. No, nah, man. He he attributed this badly. He's a commu- He's not even a doctor. He contributed to this horribly. And this doesn't just go for the MLB. This is for any situation in which people are getting drugs illegally rather than – not even drugs, getting treatment illegally rather than going to their doctor. Go to your doctor, get the right treatment for yourself, please. Because I don't want to wake up one day and hear that this is you. Please. All right. Moving on from that, let's jump into our our, our thoughts on the on the on what we saw. Um, I want to start it off. Damian Pierce, how do y'all think he played? Dog. Dog. Always room for improvement, but dog. Dog. I agree. I agree. He, but he carried the offense. He did. He did. But I think it was it was on the wheelhouse. Jake Asman, Cody Stutes, uh, Brad Kellner. Uh, they asked a question. If y'all haven't watched the wheelhouse, really good. Watch it. It's on YouTube. It's on Shout 97.5. Out yeah. Yeah. ESPN Radio in Houston, 97.5. Good stuff. Shout out to those guys. Um, but – Was he used too much? Do you like how he was used? Start with Joey. So we talked about this earlier, but when when you the more carries you give your running back, of course, running backs don't last long in the NFL, and they get wore down. And um, when when you have a season like this season where we're not going to win a lot of games, um, you can potentially get your running back hurt or you can wear him down too much. Um, you want him to have the the freshest legs for when we're actually competing. So maybe limiting, limiting him to 15 carries a game. But the only thing problem with that is we got to watch Rex Burkhead run the ball. And I don't know if we want to do that, but uh, yeah. So I kind of, like, like I said, this is a wash season. I don't think we're going to win a lot of games this year. Limiting him, I would not be mad at that uh, just because, like I said, I want him to be fresh for when we either get a rookie quarterback next year or the year after. I I, I want him as fresh as he can be. Matt, what do you think? Yeah, I so the way I see it is I agree with what they said on the wheelhouse. I agree with what Joey just said. Like, Damian Pierce has never been, like, the bell cow back even by – like at Florida, he was in a committee. Like he never got the majority of the snaps down there, but 
here, like, he's proven he can be running back one. But I don't want to run the wheels off of him before we have a good team around him. Because, like, something I can compare it to is in Tennessee, you're kind of seeing Derrick Henry start to slow down a little bit. Not because, like, he's losing a step, but, well, I mean, he is kind of losing a step getting up there in age. But he's taken so many hits and he's had to carry the weight of so many games on his legs that it's, I think it's finally going to start taking a toll here in the next couple seasons. But yeah, I don't think we should be seeing Damian Pierce try to carry the ball for 26 like carries. I think we should have about 15, anywhere from like roughly 15 to 18, 15 to 20 carries a game but then probably playing 65, 75% of snaps. That way we don't have to see too much Rex Burkhead, but, I mean, Damian Pierce gets plenty of rest. That way he's good for when the team's actually in a competitive position and we need that running back one. Well, for my fantasy team who has Damian Pierce on it, I do not want to see him only get 15 carries. And 70 percent of the snaps. I would prefer that to be all the snaps. Uh, but um, I think this is a twofold thing. This is a double-edged sword. Damian Pierce is running the ball not because he's not because we need to see if he's RB one. I think he's proven that already. We saw that in training camp. We saw that in the, the preseason. We knew that he was RB one. He's running it because it's what gets the team going. When he is not on the field, this team looks absolute hot garbage. Actually, that's a that's a, this disrespecting hot garbage. He looks worse than hot, they, they look worse than hot garbage because there's not that fighting mentality, and Damian Pierce sets that. So for the team and that competition in them, I think he needs to be on the field. Then there's the other side. Um, we don't want another Arian Foster situation where he's run into the ground before we have a Super Bowl contending team. Imagine Arian Foster with prime Deshaun Watson before he you know, goes crazy, right? Imagine that. That would have been so much better. But we ran Arian into the ground. Arian was the best running back in football for like five straight years. We ran him into the ground. It's unfortunate. Um, let's get on to the next subject here. Um, Stingley. Stingley got his pick. What do y'all think of that? What do y'all think of the secondary seeming to come around now? Yeah, so I think Stevie Nelson was an underrated signing. At, at first, I was kind of like – Crapping on that that signing, but he he's been showing up and just balling out. So the the most impressive thing about our secondary is that we don't have a pass rush, and they are still playing great. They're still clamping up fools. Yeah, there might be a, a few big time receivers that are making big plays on a rookie corner, but that corner doesn't have any pass rush. So I don't know. A lot of Jets fans and are trying to. Talk down on Stingley, saying sauce is better, blah, blah, blah. But 
honestly, I still think both corners are very, very good. And I don't think one is better than the other just yet. I think it's still early to tell, but give Stingley some pass rush and some experience. And I think Stingley's going to be a dog. Like he's in his rookie year. You saw what he did to that pro bowl guard. Yeah. He, he's just, he's just a dog. He's not scared of nobody. Like I, I, I like him a lot. He's my favorite Texan right now. It's my next Jersey. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> what do you think, Matt? What do you think of Stingley? How do you think he played? Stingley is adapting to our finally coming around on zone coverage, and that's going to spell trouble for the league because coming out of or LSU, they run a lot of man coverage, and because they have the talent to be able to match up with – what do you mean, no? No, no, no. I'm not saying a comment. That was like, what? LSU <laughs> – I thought he was disagreeing with what I was saying there for a second. I was not going to start crying. But anyway, LSU ran a lot of man coverage simply because with elite wide receivers in the SEC, you have to. You can't risk one of those elite wide receivers just torching you in zone coverage. So Stingley has proven he can the best of the best receivers in the country. So – but now that he's in Houston, where we're seeing a little more zone, he's seeing a little more zone coverage. He's had to adapt to that, which he's starting to. So that's going to spell trouble for the league because he's going to be exceptional in man coverage and zone coverage. So it's only a matter of time before he's one of the best corners in the NFL. And with the Stingley sauce debate, the one thing I had to say to that is. How many sacks does uh, Sauce Gardner have on the here so far? Because I know my man Stingley's got one. Stingley's got one. Stingley's but... so so so. Let's kind of discuss that, right? The Stingley versus Sauce debate. I don't think that's fair. It's not a fair debate to to compare Stingley and Sauce at all. Um, Sauce Gardner does not play your number one corner. Oh yeah, out here getting scared of the air. He's scared of that debate. <laughs> um, no, but, uh, but when you see Sauce, yes, he guards number ones, but he doesn't guard them consistently. He's not guarding them all game. That's what Stingley does. And Stingley doing that is very different than Sauce. He's doing that, and that's he's learning. So he's getting forged through fire. He's, he's not looking the best. He's, he's allowing a lot of yards. He's getting picked on this year. But next year, watch. Watch out. Be, be afraid because he'll learn, and he'll learn fast. Because remember, he's got another game with Pittman. He's got another game with, um, with Marvin Jones and Kirk and, you know, that, that – Jaguars uh, wide receiving core. He's got another game, uh, two games with the receiving core for um, the Titans. So he's going to learn. And those are all big receivers. Those are all dudes that are bigger than him. He's going to learn. Um, I think Stingley's played very well. I don't think the, the conversation between him and Sosco though needs to be a thing. All right, let's move on to this next subject, linebacker play. I'll start with you, Matt. 
Oh, give me Noah Sewell. Give me Henry Tuotoro. Give me anybody other than Kamu Grugier-Hill. That man is terrible. He needs to have a permanent spot on the bench. He, we need to try to ship him off for a bag of chips and some some change, if we can even get that for him. But the linebacking play has been meh at best because Kirksey, he's been solid in some aspects. He's done a good job covering the run. Hasn't done an exceptional job, but he's done good enough. He's been doing his job, which is what we ask. Um, Garrett Wallow, he's came in from his injury, and he's playing really well. Uh, Blake Cashman, who I didn't think was going to be getting much reps other than special teams, but he's done really well. So I'm excited to see how we can improve going into the next half of the season, and I'm hoping that we see less of KGH going forward. Agreed. Joey, what do you think? Yeah, um, the linebackers have been terrible. Like I said, running a Tampa 2, you got to have linebackers that are have speed and that can cover, and our linebackers haven't been able to do that. Now, Cashman, um, before when we signed him, there was a lot of Jets fans that said he was good. He was just injury prone. So he's been healthy for us, and, I, and when he's been in, he's been decent. Uh, Wallow's stepped up a lot this game, and I, I hope to see him more on the field. I don't know if he's going to be a permanent starter now or not. But And then if Christian Harris ever uh, decides to get on the field with his ugly number 48, but uh, I would <laughs> I would love for uh, to see him play and see what he's got. He runs a 4-4. Um, I don't well, – well, I'm not sure how good he is in coverage and stuff, but I guess we'll find out when he when he gets a chance to play. But, yeah, we definitely need to upgrade this offseason, either through draft or through free agency. we got to get some, some guys out there that are willing to tackle and can actually cover somebody and play some zone. So, yeah, yeah. Linebacker play for me has, has been both underwhelming and – decent at times there were plays that didn't make the cut for this uh, this video this 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 particular episode where um you'd see wallow make a great play you'd see um jalen reeves maybin make a great play you you'd see cashman get in there and make a great play you see the linebackers making great plays that weren't kirksey and Hill. Um, mainly that I'll say this my initial my initial thing for the for this this particular thought is that when I watched the linebackers play when KGH came out our defense was better when he was in there our defense wasn't as good um so I think I I do agree with Matt here a bit but I also think I don't know if that's sustainable by those those players. Right? I don't know if they can do that every down like KGH and Kirksey are being asked to do. All right, let's jump into the elephant in the room. The worst thing we saw in the film, the RPO. What do y'all think? I'll start with I'll start with you, Joey. All I'm saying is I think 
Bryce Young or CJ Stroud can run that RPO a lot better than what I'm seeing. <laughs> uh, Davis Mills, man. See, the thing is, a lot of people uh, always say, oh, y'all just hate on Davis Mills because blah, blah, blah. You want a black quarterback. You want a mobile quarterback, blah, blah, blah. You, you're too in love with Deshaun Watson, bro. But we're watching the film and we're seeing wide open. They're, they're, the receivers aren't getting separation, blah, blah, blah. On those RPO plays, those receivers are wide open. Yeah. But naked running across the field. <laughs> like, it's, it's insane. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> but, uh, nah, it's 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 just crazy to me. Because a lot of uh, – and what I try to do is with a lot of those Mills fans, if you try to watch All-22 with them, they'll tell you no. And they they talk down on people that watch all twenty two. They won't they won't watch it because they they're scared to see the flaws on film. Like they say that oh you you screenshot certain plays where the receivers are open but they're not really open. It's like bro, you can watch it in slow mo and see that they're open. Yeah, or like, not even slow mo. You can watch it in real time and see it. Yeah. And we saw it I'm, right the first time y'all watched that RPO, the second RPO play. Right. Jordan, just to let y'all know, Jordan had never seen those plays. He had never watched Mm -hmm. those plays with us. He immediately saw that that Cooks is open on that second RPO play. This the first time he immediately saw that Philip Dorsett is open on that play. (laughs) These are immediate things like this is something in the shotgun. Keep in mind, both of those plays, he's in the shotgun. He's not under center in the shotgun. he, He should see these things and he's not. That's why mm-hmm. people are so upset with the RPO. Matt, what do yeah. you think? I think build up the rest of the team and give me Caleb Williams next year. Like, that's, that's all I can tap on that. But one of my favorite things that Jay has been saying this year is Nico Collins, wide receiver one. And when I first started watching film with that, I seen that it was apparent, like, Brandon Cook's best years are behind him, so I don't know how much production we're going to be getting out of him in the near future. So we, we're slowly seeing Nico Collins take over that wide receiver one role. But the thing that Jay says, even when Nico Collins isn't open, he is wide open because he's such a big body that he he's smart. He knows how to find the football. He knows how to adjust to get to the football before you can. So, like, any jump ball, his rookie year probably would have been 60-40 or 50-50. So the 60-40 going in the defensive back's favor. Now I think that's an 80-20 ball, honestly. I think he's coming down with it. I'm being honest. This, bro, that's what I was laughing at, bro. Yeah, he's, nobody's this laughing dude, at you, man. We're laughing at dude, what, what Eden's saying. Dude, Eden is a comedian, bro. This dude's oh, hilarious. No. <laughs> I haven't seen that. He said, he said he, he's hilarious over here. Um, I'm, trying be, I'm trying to be serious over here. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know. Matt thought I was laughing at him. I'm sorry, Matt. Uh, I did. Jesus. No, no. Um, I agree. I, I, I think – I kind of agree with all of y'all, but I don't know. I think the RPO works. And, again, like what you're saying with Nico – if he's even, he's leaving. If he's if he's covered, he's open. If he's open, he's always wide open, right? It's it's he's always open. To give you all a bit of information, Nico has not dropped a pass in in tight coverage this year. When he's covered, he's not dropped a pass. Like 
that's how bad it is. Nico is legit. He's a top 30 receiver in the league right now. That's not top 10. It's not top 20, but it is good. Go ahead. So what's funny is, is uh, during training camp, shout out to Big Sarge Entertainment. He he made a, a tweet. Or no, we were in a – I don't know if he said a t- if it was a tweet or if we were in a Twitter space. But he said that Cooks looks like he lost a step. And, P, dude, he got drugged through the dirt for saying that. But, honestly, watching the games, it's kind of – I don't know. He's, it, I've never seen Cooks drop passes the way he's dropping passes. And I don't know if he's just – knows that we're kind of tanking this year, so he's not playing as hard. But this is his first season in eight seasons that he's not going to get a 1,000 yards. Yeah, most and that's, that's kind of sh- – I don't think he's had a 100-yard game this year. No, he hasn't gotten close. Yeah, so I don't – It's I'm not, not like sure. he's not getting targeted. He is. It's just – it is what it is. Honestly, I would – A lot I of the time okay the too, but – Would y'all be okay with trading cooks for a second? At this moment, if we're getting no, we can't. He he's our wide receiver too right now. We need him. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Yeah, I agree with that because there are a lot of good wide receiver prospects in this year's class that we can probably get our hands on. Just to name a couple: Jordan Addison, wide receiver from USC; Quentin yes. Johnston, wide receiver from TCU; uh, Keishon Boutte. If we can get either one of those guys. Brandon Cook is going to be an excellent mentor. So, you didn't even mention the best receiver in college. Jigba? That, if that's your first pick, no. Yeah. Yeah, he's the number yeah, one receiver right now. Plus, that's your, that, that shouldn't be your first pick. But plus, no, not, your, because, not your first pick. Uh, but. A lot of Njigba's, like usages in the slot, we already have our slot guy in John Mechie whenever. Yeah, have you have y'all watched any Ohio State games this year? Uh, I've watched. Dude, Marvin Warren Harrison Jr. is a beast. Is a dog, but he's not coming out this year. He's next year. But man, that that's the son of Marvin Harrison, right? Yeah, and yeah, dude, he is such a monster, bro. Like, dog, he is so good. Dog. So that's why Stroud gets a lot of hate, is because he has two receivers that are just insane. Yeah, but. That he makes those throws in the tight windows. So. Yeah. Um, I wanna I wanna leave this. Uh, we we were running short on time here. We've been on at this for almost an hour and a half, guys. This is insane. Um, but I, I want to leave a little time for uh, some Q and A. So if you guys have any questions, any burning questions for me, any burning questions for Matt, any burning questions for Joey, uh, that aren't if he's adopted or not, let us know. Uh, <laughs> uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll ask, we're trying to answer those best of our abilities. And I also want to say, remember to like, subscribe, comment. Um, it's free to do comment. What you want us to focus on for the next video. The next video for the Texans is going to be it during bye week season. Um, so give us a little bit of time to review some more plays. We might give y'all the best of the stuff that wasn't there. Uh, and some in some past videos, we might do a mock draft. Take a couple more questions from y'all. Before um, we get I, into any questions, though, quick shout out: go Astros! Yes, like yes, Jordan. Oh man, Jordan! That's what that dude is. That man is playing like Michael Jordan right now, killing like, it. Like 
the fight we're seeing in these guys is incredible right now. Mattress Mac about to cash out $72 million. <laughs> <laughs> and that bet. Um, and yeah, before we jump into Q&A, I wanted to let y'all know one last thing. This YouTube podcast is now live on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Information down below in the uh, the description for the video. Uh, go ahead and listen through. I'll try and upload all videos by Friday morning, probably about 10 a.m. if I can, um, once this comes live uh, on YouTube. And it's 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 there and available. Um, don't see any questions. Anybody have any questions besides is uh, who are we drafting here? I don't think we draft this year, honestly, a, a QB. Um, I think we, we build up that defense, build up the trenches a bit more both O-line and D-line. Um, Much needed. Uh, get another safety, get another linebacker, and another wide receiver. And then next year, we either draft a quarterback and grab one out of free or grab one out of free agency. Problem is the free agent quarterbacks next year are doo-doo. So uh, we probably want to wait another year after that, but that means watching two more years of Mills after this. Um, My – I think what I would like is for us to draft a quarterback this year, just because being a Texans fan, it's, it took us a long time to find us a franchise quarterback. And I don't want to have to go through a recycle of quarterbacks every, I'm just scared. We're going to, because we've been in some really tight games where I think if we had a little bit better quarterback play, they'd, they'd be some W's. Um, so I'm, I'm just scared if we improve a little bit at quarterback and improve the defense a little bit more, or the receiver core or whatever, that we might win a little more next year to the point where we won't be in position to draft one of those Caleb Williams, Ewers, or one of the top quarterbacks in the next class. And then maybe we wait another year and we won't draft one. And that's my biggest fear of like not taking one when, you're, when they're, they're already right in front of your face. Uh, let me answer this question by uh, Eden real quick. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, his question, by the way, for those who are not seeing the video uh, and watching this on the podcast later, uh, he asked, can we sign QT back? My answer is what it is. It stands. No. Um, Matt, what do you think about what Joey said there? Do you agree? Disagree? That's a tough question, really, because, like, I can get where Joey is coming from, but you got to trust the process because, like, even though, like, if we don't go quarterback in the draft this year, like, sure, we'd be missing out on Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Will Levis. Like, I don't think this team is going to overachieve the way you might think it will next year because – we're still a rel- like we're a young team now. We're still going to be a young team next year. We'll be even younger next year with all the draft capital that we have, and we still have two first round picks next year. So we can easily package those, move up, or if we're already not in a position to draft a quarterback. But I don't think we're going to be out of the range to get either Caleb Williams or Ewers in next year's class. So I say build up like. Get another um, defensive tackle this year. Get a linebacker. Get an edge rusher. Get another wide receiver. Get a running back to complement uh, Damian Pierce. And then get your quarterback next year because 
if you can get a franchise quarterback on a rookie deal, like we'll have a lot of players still on their rookie deals next year, but like we have, I think we're getting like top five for cap space for next season. It's like, we're going to have plenty of money to play around with and sign other guys and kind of like help improve the team. Also bring some key guys back. Like I think we can bring back Tavier Thomas and, but yeah, it's, it's just a waiting game. So we'll see. But I think we skip quarterback this year and get our guy next year. Yeah, and I think I think Eden. That's a fair take to have, right? Like that we can that with a better QB we win games. You're absolutely right. We have been in all five games. We should have beat the Colts. We should have beat the Broncos. We should have beat the Bears. The Bears were terrible. The only thing they had going for them was their run game, and I will say that. To the face of my father, who is not in this stream. Um, and then we sh- we honestly were in that game against – probably should have beat the Chargers. Chargers. We, we should have beat them. And we should have we, – we won this game, obviously. So that's – that's we should be 5-0. and If we had Deshaun Watson, we'd be 5-0. and If we had Jimmy G, most likely, we'd be 5-0. and If Russell Wilson had come here, we'd be 5-0. and um, I don't actually. I don't know about that. Russell, Russell, uh, Davis <laughs> Mills if Russell Wilson came here, we'd probably be zero and five. Yeah, that, that's, that's see, with, uh, with, with, with what Eden's saying. I see that's what I agree with, and we have eleven picks next year, so there's there's room for improvement through through the draft for the rest of the roster with taking a quarterback early, and you also have cap space where you could sign. Uh, some a defensive, so a couple of defensive guys or a, a receiver. So, I think the the only the, my biggest thing about drafting a quarterback is that I want the head coach to be able to have his say in who his guy is. If Lovey's the head coach, I don't know if I want Lovey grooming and coaching a, a young quarterback. I'd rather have a young uh, offensive coach coaching up a rookie quarterback and picking them and seeing which quarterback fits his system the best. What opposed D'Amico Ryans? No, D'Amico. I would love D'Amico Ryans. I would love uh, Gannon. Gannon was my guy last year, and I was kind of sad that we didn't get him. But look at Gannon's defense this year. (laughs) That Eagles defense. Yeah, I would. uh, Man, if we fired Lovey to get Josh McCown, I'd probably, man, I don't know. But I think think that's a little overreaction, though, as well, because Josh McCown has – this is this is kind of some wishful thinking, but I, I I do think this is back in the middle. Josh McCown has been a he's been a coach in the NFL for years, right? Like he's he's it it is what it is, right? Like I I think he he would be a good leader of men, but I don't want him as coach. Let's let's be real here. I don't want him as head coach immediately. QB coach maybe to start, maybe an OC, but not as head coach. I, I think if if we had done him done right by him and brought him in as QB coach. And then brought him in as um, OC this year, or you know, still had him as as QB coach. That would have been good, right? Let him learn the coaching ranks as a full time coach. Um, I do want to get to Italo's question here. Uh, he asked, "Is he still crazy for believing in Davis Mills?" I know what the other two guys are going to say, so I'll answer first. <laughs> you don't know what I'm going to say at all. <laughs> Uh, but I know what I'm going to say, and I'm going to say yes and no. Yes, because this is five games in. 
18 games into his playing career, you've seen what you've seen, right? Five of those games, he's played extremely well. The other 13 of those games, not so much, right? So do you think that those five games are enough for you to be all in on Davis Mills? Five. Five. Last year, Two. man. Not it wasn't five, bro. The Patriots. The last last five game. games. Patriots game. game the Chargers game. Patriots game. Chargers game. Jags game last year. The second and, one. And if you notice anything about those games, he's never performed well all four quarters. It's always either one half or it's we're down by a lot and he's coming back. Um, or it's it's never like I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll throw this game in there as well. The Titans game in the second half, I can tell you in that Titans game because I was there, uh, when the offense went hurry up, which is the other thing that I'm, I'm – this is the thing that we saw with Davis Mills that I will say I don't understand why we haven't been doing it. Davis Mills looked his best in the hurry up offense. When he ran fast – and you'll notice it now when he when he gets going, it's it's because he's playing fast. You know what it is, right? It's when there's no pressure on him. When we're down three scores and he needs to come back, and the defense yeah, is when playing. the pressure is low. I agree with when that. The, that's that's when he plays the best. Is when the pressure is low. That's why he's good on first down, second down, and then he sucks on third down and fourth down. Like although on that third and ten, he made an amazing throw to Jordan Akins for that first down. Yeah, uh, to, that, was just... that was a great throw, and it was under pressure with the guy in his face. I mean, he does have the ability to play under pressure, but he's not—he's not showing consistency. So and... when, go ahead. So when I when I evaluate Davis Mills, I think about okay, he's young. He he doesn't have a lot of experience in college or NFL. Um, is he improve? Is he improving? Is he? Uh, then I look at his peers. Like, if can this guy win me a? Can he get me to the playoffs? I don't know yet. Can he get me to the, uh, a Super Bowl? I don't think so. When he has to compete against Joe Burrows, he has to compete against Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen's. Can that guy go toe to toe with those guys? I don't think so. Yes, Justin Herbert. He went. Uh, he beat him. He went toe for toe with them last game. But I don't. I think in a playoff situation. Games are a lot different. Atmosphere is a lot different. I don't know if Mills can actually play under that type of pressure. Yeah. And that's why he's bad on the road. It's loud. There's a lot of pressure on him. He doesn't play well. He plays the best at home when in down big scores. But I don't know, man. That Patriots game, he played well that whole game. Our defense let him down in that game. I'll so, give you that. Uh, so I mean, he's Brian. Brian Fitzpatrick had some amazing games too. And yeah, but he's, he's either a Fitzmagic lifelong or, backup. Uh, he's either Fitzmagic or Fitz Tragic for a reason. And that's that's so, why that's why um, I'm comparing Mills to <laughs> Matt. What do you think? I must kind of agree with you. I must say yes, but no. I say if you're using him to be the franchise guy, I'd say yes, you're crazy, but. First, believing in him, 
no, there's nothing crazy about supporting and believing in your team's quarterback. So with that, it's a yes and no question. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, there we go. Uh, let me get to that comment real quick. Good grief. All right. It says, uh, don't forget about free Eden here. Makes a pretty good point. Um, don't forget about free agents so we can sign a good uh, defensive tackle. It'd be a good safety if we find one. One thing that I believe here um, that's forgotten about is that Eric Murray is still on this roster. Uh, he's going to be on all year. I haven't seen him all year. So even I've seen him. Teams? I have seen him on special teams, and that's it. Eric Murray's still on this roster. Why? I don't know. Um, I can foresee us if, especially if the Panthers are having a fire sale right now, packaging him maybe a third and a fifth for one of their players, maybe one of their safeties, and that right there shores up your safety room. Not saying Jonathan Owens is bad. But Jonathan Owens should not be a starter uh, in the NFL. Uh, and we all know it. So um, I, I agree with this, Eden. This is a good take. I, I really like it. Uh, <laughs> Eden out here answering questions regarding uh, should we be crazy for believing Davis Mills? Um, <laughs> that's, that is what a lot of people will say. Uh, but I think here in the middle, where we're supposed to be, it's got to be a yes and a no. It can't be. It can't be both. Okay. It can't be one or the other. It's got to be both. Can y'all guess the score of the Bears and Commanders right now? I'm gonna say it's a whopping zero to zero. I'm it's, gonna say it's, it's worse than last 14. week. It's worse oh, than last is, week. Is it three to three? Three to zero. Oh, oh. no. We're gonna get Justin Fields harder. is getting destroyed. I think Justin Fields might retire after this game. He's getting destroyed. Is it still first quarter? Let me let me ask. No, this it's halftime. Halftime. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this question. I'm gonna throw this. Oh man, I don't know if I want to turn. Yeah, this before game. you do that, before we went live, I seen a funny picture. I don't know if it was serious or not, <laughs> but it said breaking news: Al Michaels threatens to retire. This game is just as bad as last week. <laughs> <laughs> Al Michaels threatens to retire. Al Michaels better be retiring soon. I will say this. Um, I have a um, question. Italo, I'm looking at his last comment on the chat. Is he, t- is he talking about Fields? You're talking about who are you talking about? Fields here, Italo? Who are you talking about? Unbelievable. He probably witnessed a murder or something. Who's he talking about? I have no idea who he's talking about. But let me ask you all this question. If Justin Fields is on the Texans. Do you think he'd be playing better? I say yes. I say remember, yes too. Yeah, uh, he, he he's got a better O line, better weapons. Well, Darnell the Bears are the Bears are in a are terrible offensive team. <laughs> they can run the but ball the, though. The thing is, is they hired a defensive Good head term. coach in Eberflus, and I thought they would have went with an offensive guy like to groom Fields, but. I don't know. Fields, Phil. The thing is, I watched a TV show on him called QB1, and I saw his background, his family, and how he grew up and like his senior year of high school. I really liked Fields. And then to see him struggle like this, it's kind of sad. 
It really is. <laughs> I'm, not oh. laughing at you. I'm laughing at Italo's response. But Murray. <laughs> that's oh, fantastic. Eric Murray. Oh, Eric Murray. Just a movie. Uh, hey, that's what we people say about Jack Easterby. They're like, why isn't he fired yet? They say he has some dirt on somebody. I don't know. Some um, owner. <laughs> it is what it is. When I went to training camp, I saw Jack Easterby. He was he was asking people about water and stuff. That was it. Hey, what do you say when he asked him for a picture? <laughs> Jack Easterby, I didn't ask him for no picture. I got yes, that picture with Cal. No, I got who, the picture with Cal. I got a picture with Lovey. Someone said a, they asked for a picture with Easterby, and he said no. I think it was. Oh, I think it was someone that was at a, an away game, and they asked for a picture, and he said no. I, I mean, the man has been. Pre- so it was someone in the Discord. It was someone in the Discord. Was but, yeah, it wasn't. It, it, yeah, yeah, he was not me. Um, <laughs> so, um, with that being said, we have been on for an hour and forty minutes. I am not in a big hurry to uh, watch this game, uh, and I might not because I would like to just go to bed. <laughs> uh, I think that would be more uh, be better than watching Thursday Night Football but like I said I want to remind everybody hey uh, like comment and subscribe hit us up on Twitter talk back at us hit us up um, and you know let us know what you guys are thinking um, the the podcast uh, our the podcast does is not only on YouTube but it's on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It'll be um, out on Fridays most likely once I can get it uploaded. Next week will be a bunch of, a, a little bit lighter of a week since the Texans won't play. Um, so yeah, we'll be we'll be probably doing some mock drafts, taking some questions, looking at some old film. Um, and will we ever see another TD on Thursday Night Football again? Absolutely, because I am. I'm gonna answer this question first because, like, I don't know all the slates of the Thursday night football games, but I know our Thursday night game is November third in Houston, Battle Red Day against the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, we're I absolutely expect- seeing touchdowns that game. They I might not be on. expect us to lose by sixty. Yeah, we're, <laughs> there will be touchdowns. They just won't be ours. I promise. <laughs> you. Uh, um, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Moderate Texan Podcast. That's Matt. That's Joey. Jordan is gone already. But you know, you know what it is. We're just looking here to bring you right back to the middle. We'll catch you next week. We out. <laughs> <laughs>